Fresh Breakfast. Monday to Friday, 5, 5 to 8 a.m. on Metro FM. Yeah. 6.42, Fresh Breakfast, Metro FM. Every Wednesday we talk about uh, conflicting, conflicted uh, situations, uh, dealing with life, pretty much. And today we're talking about the uncomfortable topic of when you lose a partner. Mm. Uh, what is expected of you? Uh, do you and your partner discuss these things? Then mm. in the event that I'm gone, and given that ultimately life has to go on, mm. uh, you know, it depends. Do you move on with life? Mm. It de- like I can't imagine. A friend of mine just lost a partner of 27 years. Yeah. And um, looking from the outside and knowing them for over 20 years or so, yeah, I don't see him moving on quite soon yeah. but we don't know what because now even now we we only found out that he's going to be cremated mm. and and before he was the guy that said never he doesn't mm. want that sure and that tells you how much things can change yeah. and between two people you know so it, it's difficult i personally if if i was in a relationship like my parents were mm. i don't think i would move on quickly sure uh, I I hold on to things and like especially emotional and sentimental things. Mm. My mother didn't move on after my dad passed away, mm. and it was out of choice. Sure, it wasn't, uh, and she wrote for just six weeks. Mm. right. Sure, but she didn't move on. No, she didn't move on. Is there culturally a wrong or a right way to mourn, or perhaps better ways to live it out and shed it off so that you may be cleansed and move on starting on a clean plate. Please welcome Gogo Dineo Ndlanzi, traditional healer. Togoza Gogo, thank you for joining us. Gogo, when it comes to losing a partner, traditionally what is expected of you? So I think people need to understand that traditional belief systems are that, you know, life does not end at death. It mm. begins. So death is a transitioning process where then yes. the person, you know, moves forward to be with their ancestors. So when people die, we hope that all of us become ancestors of life. Mm. So when somebody has passed on, we need to be able to perform, you know, appropriate funeral rites that honors the life that that person has lived especially if somebody's a partner, if somebody's an elder. Mm. So that, you know, it, being in a relationship gives you some sort, sort of eldership in, in, in the family. So proper funeral rights are performed, you know, proper rights get performed at death, during death, during funeral post-death. So all those things are really uh, a transitioning process. And because we didn't have our... This documented... But we understood the psychological impact of death in families. Mm. And that's why mourning is important, because mourning is a process of really healing and allowing the family to also understand and transition as the body transitions into the spirit world. That we are also transitioning because we have lost the body. One of us is no more. Mm. But we understand that they're no more in the physical sense, but they still are with us in spirit. Gogo, when I lose a partner, why do I need to sit on a matras? So it's a transitioning. So, you know, if we say, because people always talk about, yeah, is it right, is it wrong? But if you're transitioning, you've lost somebody. Like, a bo- you know, let's speak about this for a couple of years, for even, you know, even if it's, a, it's 12 months, 
invested in that relationship. So for you to psychologically transition yourself, you need to also physically transition in the space that you're in. That is going to depict that something is no more mm. at all, altogether. And it's also us helping ourselves to let go, but it's also helping the body to let go of us so that loyal mood is not hovering around. Mm-hmm. So that spirit understands that it cannot hover over the family. That's why Batuna Mashozamadi or Utiapuga. It's because we also have not observed, you know, appropriate cultural practices. So the, the spirit is confused between Isasekonanyeko because when you you put a mattress on, on the floor, mm. it's to say, you know, we're not at that level, now you are here. Mm. When we smear ash on the windows, we are also announcing to the community because uh, death in African culture, it's a community affair. Everything mm. in African culture is not about individualism. It's about collective effort, collective coming together because when you were born, there was a collective coming together of families and communities that there's a life that is being born. Mm. Similarly to death, those things are representations of that. And to soft out support as well. That's why we do those things, because we're sourcing out support. 646, we're talking about when you lose a partner. What is expected of you in terms of how we do things as Africans? We're chatting to Gogo Dineo Ntlanzi. Gogo, I, I need to find out is there a difference between when you are married to a person or when you are not married to a person, how you mourn? Um, like, for instance, this friend of mine that has been in a relationship for 27 years, but they were not married and also in a gay relationship. Like, how does one... To me, it sounds complicated, but as a person who believes in Lozin, I need to also know mm. for myself, what do I do? Should that happen to me? So I think what happens is when we look at marriage, we look at legal institutions. Mm. So we're looking at marriage from a, a Western perspective. But in African culture, marriage is begins at the coming together and the intention to remain in relationship and be committed to each other. Mm. So in African culture, even people who've got a child together are married. You know, mm. by the time the two families know of the relationship, that's how we'd be referred to each other. And when you're in that kind of committed relationship, we're not talking about Western legal or Ilawala begins way before the actual negotiation. So mm. the mourning process becomes then similar, you know, and I'm sure it depending on the tribe you come from, the dialect in which you come from. So mourning procedures are followed differently. So mm. it's not necessarily with black clothing. The black clothing is because as we evolved over time, and actually it's a Western thing to wear black clothing. So you would then withdraw and disengage totally from the public for a particular period of time so that you can actually allow yourself to mourn. So when you come out of that process, you are also a renewed person. Mm. When you're engaging with people, not from a place of pain and sadness and grief, but you're engaging with people from a place of renewal, you know, because you're beginning life afresh if you've lost a loved one. Mm. Okay, so there's a method to everything that we do and why we do it. There's a deeper meaning, and the meaning is that we always understood that as human beings, we were actually spirit beings having a human experience that we were body, mind, and spirit, then when we put practices in place, was an honoring of that, and that if something dies off, whether the body dies off, we needed to rebalance and realign again. And that's mm. why we had those ritual practices. So people tend to think, you know, we don't, we don't do those things. They are irrelevant. And then that's why we find ourselves in such situations. That's why we find 
Umunye Muntu, you know, dies, their partner dies, and they follow afterwards because something is that Discord say. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that you did that did not allow for you to transition yourself, that you left in the space of death with the partner that eventually led you to physical death? There's things like mahome that we know of, that when you are in mourning, you cannot engage in sexual activity with any other partner until you cleanse. Because cleansing is a ritual that really allows for purification and for a rebirthing. So to say that you no longer, it detaches you from that partner mm. so that you are then singing. So that's what happens when you are performing an act of, I'm cleansing, I'm starting again. Then you come back into a renewal of life to say, oh, officially now I'm single. Then I can start to be in a relationship. Coco, Angie Kumalo here. How are you? I'm great. I'm fine. I have one question. Are there different ways that traditionally men and women are expected to mourn? Because we see it's most often and not slanted towards the female that the the mourning process uh, gets, it's elongated, it's it's much more involved. Is there differences as far as men and women are traditionally? That we know our tradition is also adapted to religion because we're, traditionally as Africans we're quite matriarchal. So patriarchal culture in which dictates on how women should mourn longer than men, that's patriarchal culture. Because for me, in, like I said, African culture is really centered around family systems. Mm. So how people mourn would not have to be different. But now it is different because, you know, we have made African culture uh, make the men be more powerful than the women, and that's not African. That's actually Western culture, mm. based on religious belief systems of a white god and the dominance of white so of, of, of a male figure. But how we would move would be the same, because now they would disengage and withdraw the same way that a woman would withdraw. They might not wear a black suit. Like I said, the whole thing of blackness is as we evolved over time, then Satoga into in Yama. But this thing I'm dealing with in Baja is in Yama. There were principles and, 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 and values that were put in place, you know, like I said, during death, in the funeral, post the funeral, for the whole family, including the partner who's lost their loved one, mm. about how they carry themselves, you know, throughout until a cleansing, a purification process happens uh, to allow for that. Because all of when a person passed on, the cleansing also says to that person, you are officially no more, but you are still with us in spirit. So we feel it's a couple like a man. Then becomes an ancestor. So that person actually would bless your new relationship should you wish to be in a new relationship. But if you know, people would find that after a loved one has death, they can't sustain relationships because they haven't really observed certain protocols, mm-hmm. men or women. Gogo, in wrapping, are there consequences and or repercussions if I decide that I'm not going to mourn the so-called African way? Definitely there are French because, you know, I always say to people, just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm. Because we've got a lot of people who don't believe in our African practices because they say, you know, they're modern or they evolved or they adopted a religion. Mm. That has nothing to do with the essence of who you are. So if you lose the essence of who you are, you're like a tree that has no roots, so you can't thrive. Mm. So we as Africans, we need to relook at ourselves and say, why are we in such a dermacar situation in 2017? It's because we've really disconnected to truly who we are. We need to evolve, yes. We need to, you know, to be in the current times. But let's not lose certain basic principles of being African because we find ourselves in the debacle that we're in. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Togos. 
Gogo, thank you so much. That was like a mouth full, yeah. an ear full, a brain full. And uh, we appreciate uh, you sharing your time and your wisdom with us. No, thank you for the moment. I appreciate it too. That was Gogo Dineo Lanzi. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll look at the psychology of dealing with moving on. Fresh Breakfast. Monday to Friday, 5, 5 to 8 a.m. on Metro FM.